Hey, what's going on everybody? Bennett here with the Enhanced Investors team, bringing you another quick educational clip, guys. Today's topic is momentum trading, something that we all can appreciate and that we all, I think, at one point or another have spent some time in. So more specifically, we're going to take a look at you know what we look for when it comes to momentum trading. And at the end, we're going to recap the momentum evaluation guide that we provided you guys with in the chat room. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Again, we're taking a look at the topic of momentum or MOMO as it is referred to as short. So what is momentum trading? Well, when it comes to small low float stocks, it's really all about supply versus demand. Uh, generally speaking, the stocks that we're trading on a momentum basis are stocks with a limited supply of shares or a low float combined with a catalyst of some sort to bring interest to the stock. So in addition, momentum trading is not limited to low float stocks, and this can be seen in the mid to large cap stock world as well. So keep that in mind, although you're not going to see the, the, the levels of volatility that we see within the small cap uh, stocks in the mid to large cap stocks. You know, Generally speaking, there's going to be some profitable opportunities there. Uh, perhaps they actually might be a little more stable um, and consistent moves. Uh, with the mid to large cap stocks, but you're not going to get the potential for these, you know, parabolic moves with very, very significant gains. So, uh, what are some of the pros when it comes to momentum trading? Well, they happen quickly. So they happen generally in the first or last hour of the day. Um, they can be traded with fewer indicators. I know a lot of price action traders who stick with VWAP, RSI, and volume when it comes to actually, you know, trading momentum. Uh, yeah, of course, they're looking at moving averages and perhaps other technicals, you know, on longer term time frames, such as the daily chart to evaluate potential. Uh, however, when it comes down to it, um, they are they are timing their entries and their exits based off of, you know, level two data, uh, volume, RSI and um, VWAP there. So some of the other pros, guys, you know, amazing return potential. Uh, definitely can see some pretty crazy moves happen within uh, the low float stock world. And, you know, it's really about supply and demand when it comes down to that. So you can kind of determine, based on a stock's float, which we're going to look at here in a minute, uh, the potential for continuation given the volume trend that you're looking at. So some of the cons, well, they rarely hold their gains. Okay, guys, these are not stocks or moves, rather, I should say, to invest in. Perhaps you can take a swing trade entry uh, given a level of, you know, support and consolidation accumulation, you know, for potentially a, a move later in the future. However... Typically speaking, although there are always exceptions, these stocks are not holding their gains. Okay, market maker manipulation, you're definitely going to see some of that uh, within the small cap, uh, low float momentum trading world. And it also requires quicker thinking and execution. Okay, so that can also be important when it, when it comes to broker selection. Uh, however, really more specifically, you need to be okay with cutting losses. You need to be, um, you know, quick, I should say, with with taking your exit in the sense that you need to stick to your stop losses, be them mental or written. Uh, it's very important, guys, because uh, losses can get out of hand very quickly in momentum trading. So you got to be careful, you got to be quick, um, and you got to be ready to, to exit a trade if things just don't end up going your direction. So here at Enhanced Investor, momentum trading really is one of our favorites. Momentum style trading really does give you the ability to generate sizable returns in as little as one hour of trading per day. And guys, calls and assessments are made on a daily basis um, within our chat community as well as in our voice chat. So if you have a question about a momentum trade, um, you know, we're there to provide chart analysis. We're there to trade alongside with you. Um, so if you haven't had a chance, guys, 
take a minute, hit that pause button, go to enhancedinvestor.com, sign up for your free four-week trial today, uh, swing trading, momentum trading, futures, forex, options, short selling, you name it, we're there to cover it. So uh, momentum trading really is truly all about supply and demand, guys, at least in the style of setups that we're typically trading. So just like everything else in this world, when you have a sudden increase in demand for such a limited supply, the price goes up. And the same is true for stocks that have a low float. So are you interested in becoming a momentum trader? Well, let's quickly review some of the things that we look for when it comes to momentum trading. So we will be covering this topic in great detail, uh, much greater detail, in session six of our educational webinar. Um, check this out on our website, guys. I encourage you to sign up. We will be starting again on August 1st. Uh, session six is specifically dedicated to kind of the catalysts and the supernova, uh, more specifically talking about momentum trading. So please go to the website, sign up for your trial. Um, you can also participate in individual sessions within our overall webinar series. So if you don't feel like you wanna take the entire series, you are more than welcome to sign up for individual sessions. So here are three key elements that we really look for when it comes to a momentum trade. And these are three things typically uh, that you're going to see stocks have in common when it comes to the style of setups that we're going to be trading. We're looking for stocks that have a low float, so they have a limited supply of shares, and they have a catalyst behind the move, so some sort of a press release, FDA approval, merger news, positive earnings, things of that nature, and of course, unusual volume to support the movement. So what is a low float? You've heard me talk about it. Well, uh, a stock's float is essentially the number of shares available for retail traders like ourselves. So a stock's float can be calculated by taking the number of outstanding shares, guys, and subtracting any institutional or insider ownership. So for instance, a stock with 20, mil 20 million shares outstanding, rather, <clears throat> excuse me, and 50% institutional ownership has 10 million shares in the float. So when the float rotates, at least from a mathematical standpoint, all of the available shares have been traded, meaning if a stock has a float of 10 million, and it has seen 20 million volume on the day, mathematically speaking, that float has rotated twice. So it's float rotation, guys, that leads to the continued moves to the upside. Again, supply versus demand, very, very key element. So what is the stock's volume, if you're unfamiliar with that? Well, volume is an indication of how many shares have been traded over any given time frame. So volume consists of both buys and sells, and that can actually be tracked with many brokers in real time, generally referred to as the time and sales. So volume is an indicator that we use on a per minute basis, guys, when we're trading low float momentum style setups. So we're typically looking for at least 100,000 shares being traded on a consistent per minute basis. We're not talking about sporadic volume spikes. We want to see consistency to the move. So does price matter? Well, yes and no. So volume is all relative. So for instance, if we have a 10 cent stock trading 100,000 shares per minute, that means it's trading $10,000 every minute. Whereas a $1 stock trading 100,000 shares per minute would be trading $100,000 every minute. Well, why is that important? Well, that is something to definitely take into consideration when determining a position size. So how liquid is the security or asset? Again, it really all comes down to the float. So the lower prices with a lower float means it takes less from a financial standpoint for the float to rotate and lead to further upside. However, if you have a stock with 500 million shares in the float, trading at 10 cents at 100,000 volume per minute, the time required to rotate that float is greater and the chance of a parabolic movement to the upside are minimal or slim to none. So the volume 
and the float are two key elements uh, to momentum trading. Let's take a look at an example of a large float stock that had a very, very low price per share, given us the ability, uh, providing us rather with the ability for the float rotations leading to these moves to the upside. So this is DCTH has a float of around 165 million shares. We saw that sell off to around two cents a share, at which point you started seeing some very, very unusual volume and interests. Uh, we had days of um, well over 200 million shares being traded hands, meaning that float rotated uh, on those particular days. The stock ran up all the way to around 35 cents a share, 36 cents a share, if I recall correctly. Um, very, very crazy movement. Uh, a perfect example of how this stock, yeah, typically speaking, you know, we're going to look at 165 million shares in a float and think this stock has a little bit larger of a float. Well, given the two cents per share, the ability to rotate it was there. And that's exactly why this stock made this sort of move. Now, this is also a great example of where the 100,000 share per minute volume rule that we typically apply wouldn't really come into play, given the fact that it's a two cent stock. So 100,000 shares of a two cent stock, um, you know, when your float is 165 million, well, we're looking for more than that. You know, we're looking for half a million shares, um, a million shares. I mean, we were seeing one to two million plus being traded every minute on this particular stock during the move it made. So great examples here. Uh, so the catalyst, guys, what are some of the basic catalysts that we look for? Um, again, you know, the catalyst, I should say, or a catalyst in general is something that the majority of the major movers have in common. Uh, perhaps you could see momentum uh, originate from a technical breakout or simply a short squeeze. Um, but generally, the stocks that make the very, very large moves are stocks that have some sort of a catalyst behind them. So what are some of the, some of the common catalysts, guys? Well, for biotech stocks, of course, FDA approval, FDA results, you know, FDA fast tracks, things of that nature. So earnings report, this is an interesting one, you know, Typically speaking, like we said, guys, these stocks are not moving on the fundamentals. You know, ETRM didn't go from $1.88 a share to $30 a share in four trading days uh, simply because it grew that much over the course of four days. You know, that was day traders exploiting the laws of supply and demand. Well, with an earnings report, we could potentially have a fundamental or a fundamentally driven catalyst that, you know, causes this sudden demand and this sudden drive to the upside. But of course, at the end of the day, typically speaking, again, there's always an exception, but typically speaking, you know, even in this is instance with an earnings report as a catalyst, you're not going to see the stock hold its gains. Now, that said, I'm referring to small cap stocks. If you have a large cap stock similar to like Nvidia, what we saw running from around $100 a share to $168 a share um, in a very, very short period of time, that was driven and started um, off of an earnings report. Granted, they had already had a very, very solid year, already had a pretty good move to the upside with a little bit of a, a pullback and correction. However, um, that was a, a, you know, a fundamentally driven momentum run that ended up sustaining. Price action, for the most part, held its gains. Uh, mergers, that's something else that we look for when it comes to catalysts. Reverse mergers, uh, buyouts, analyst upgrades, political and economic catalysts. Uh, product releases or sales reports. These are all things that you should be looking for. And these are all potential press releases that could account for unusual volume. Um, these are all press releases that could also potentially start a short squeeze. 
So these are all kind of things that you got to factor in when you're evaluating momentum. So again, ETRM, just as we you know discussed there, uh, had a very reputable hospital picked up their lead product. Okay, in this case, it was their V-block um, weight loss uh, implant, and you know we had the press release. What was kind of interesting to note is the day before we had the press release, um, the stock had sold off to around a dollar eighty-eight a share after a reverse split. So the reverse split gave us the low float of around two million shares. Um, and the day before the news, we saw some very unusual volume going into the close, pushing us from a dollar eighty-eight a share upwards above two dollars. So clearly somebody knew something. The following morning, we had the press release. Um, that thing went on a four-day run, like I said, guys, from around a dollar eighty a share um, to over thirty dollars. And we were tracking this post-reverse split, so we noted the unusual volume um, showing up the day before the news. And we were alerting our users to that and discussing that in the chat. So here it is, guys. ETRM, you see the 1470 reverse split, huge reverse split on 12, uh, what is that, 28. At which point, of course, we had a sell-off, a lot of people shorting the stock. Um, you see that that small green candle. This is a daily chart. Uh, was that day we had that move from the dollar eighty-eight. The next day. Guys, the volume came in. We had around 30 million shares trade hands on the very first day with a 2 million float. So 15 float rotations. The second day, we had even more volume. The third day um, matched the second day in volume. And then the fourth day, as you can see there, guys, we hit that high of around over $30 a share. Just an incredible, incredible uh, momentum stock run gone, you know, parabolic supernova. Uh, very, very, very crazy move. So CBIO, guys, taking a look at a few more examples of some of the momentum trades that we've had this year. Uh, great, great trade. We actually alerted this in the pre-market when we were seeing some unusual volume. And our run for your life um, script actually indicated, so our custom developed, guys, we developed these in-house by the Enhanced Investors team for our community, um, picked it up with a reversal and an entry noted at around $6.75 a share in the pre-market. Didn't call a reversal until we saw that 18 plus move. Um, Kevin was calling this out, our team leader, he was calling this out to to break um, you know, several price level resistances and continue to the upside. You know, He called this one to a T, huge profit potential. Um, $10.60 from that 740 alert, guys. Um, these are some of the moves. Like I said, they happen quick. You get in, you know, you you take the momentum and you take your exit when things start getting top heavy, when things are overextended, when the volume shifts, things of that nature. Um, excellent, excellent trade. CLNT, uh, another pretty awesome trade we had here. You know, first alert around $4.50 a share. Uh, $2.40 a share profit potential there, guys. Um, excellent, excellent run. A lot of our users were able to profit off of that one, CLNT. GBR, another one that happened very, very quickly. Um, first alerted here, you know, for a $2.12 per share profit potential. Excellent, excellent trade. So um, another one, you know, CBLI was an excellent one we had this year as well. 163% potential profit alerted at $1.00. 
85 cents live in the voice chat guys and when we see these type of momentum runs when momentum is hitting the market guys we are in voice chat we are calling out the moves we are calling out the technicals we are giving you guys our input okay we are here to help you trade um, again hit the pause button go to our website enhancedinvestor.com sign up for your trial now I promise you you will not regret it um, GLYC this was a fun one to trade um, this is a great example of how you really need to wait for a confirmation of a movement and wait for the proper setup here we had an open that spiked us to around twelve dollars and fifty cents a share and followed by a pullback to uh, like eleven dollars and twenty three cents a share so you can imagine if you jumped in say at that high of twelve fifty for a thousand shares and within a minute you're down over you know a thousand uh, dollars given that over one dollar move you know potentially getting stopped out um, only to see it go higher I mean that's gonna be very disheartening that's gonna be difficult to deal with as a trader we were calling in the pre-market uh, that this thing was gonna spike and pull back we were alerting an entry at around I believe eleven dollars and gosh I think it was 75 cents a share on the third one-minute candle so we had that initial spike we had the pullback we had 613,769 shares trade hand in that first one-minute candle, followed by around an average of 275 over the next five minutes. So we had the volume. Uh, the float was low enough. We had the consistent volume. We had the catalyst. We called an entry at around 11.75 a share for an opening range break trade. So we were in it, you know, entering on the third one-minute candle there with confirmation of higher lows being established with the volume confirmation for a opening range break so we were looking for that breakout above twelve dollars and fifty cents um, as you can see there if you were to draw a trend line over those uh, the two through um, four minute candles so candles two three and four in this example you would see that just established a perfect trend line as the stock continued to set higher lows followed by an eventual breakout all the way to a high of fourteen dollars and sixty four cents a share we were actually alerting for profit taking above 14 on this one, uh, 14.50. Some of our our members were able to secure profits at excellent, excellent. You know, overall uh, trade um, given, you know, an, an excellent setup to support it. So, um, again, guys, come check out our community. I encourage you to do so. So here's that momentum evaluation guide. This is something that I put together for our users um, just to have. You know another resource guys for you to refer to when you're determining you know if you're gonna enter a stock uh, on a momentum basis so this stock there I should say this guide can actually be applied um, to the scanner so if you see a stock hitting the scanners this is an excellent way to kind of just overview the stock do some research behind it you know these are the things that I look for the minute I see a ticker pick you know pick up on the scanner um, literally step by step I will go through pretty much everything we're looking at here and this is kind of my guide um, you know in my head so to speak of you know what I look for so these are the things that a lot of us are looking for so step number one search for any potential catalyst so if you're seeing momentum show up if you're seeing unusual volume immediately check the news feed see if there is a a catalyst to support the movement okay that's gonna put it to the top of my priority list you know that's gonna put it at the top of my watch list if there's you know a reason the stock is moving okay I'm gonna have my eyes on it step number two evaluate the stocks statistics 
Is it a low float stock? Okay. Is there any insider or institutional ownership? And what is the daily average volume? These are all things that I'm quickly kind of processing and looking through as stocks are hitting the scanners. And step number three, evaluate the daily chart. Okay. Very, very important guys. How does it look for continuation? Where are the levels of technical resistance? What about support and resistance areas? Okay. These are all things that you need to be looking at. Um, is it a former runner and does it have a history of multi-day movements? Okay. Something else to take into consideration. How well does it hold its gains? All right. Take a look at the wicks. Take a look at the, you know, the opens, the lows and the close of the daily chart periods. Very important to evaluate all of these different aspects. Um, does it have a history of moving on thin resistance? You know, perhaps, uh, is it overbought or is it oversold from a technical, you know, standpoint on the various time frames? Uh, step four, evaluate the intraday technicals and movements. So how does the volume on the day compare to the percentage gain on the day? You know, again, is it moving with light resistance and thin resistance? Excuse me. Is it moving with light volume and thin resistance? Okay. Well, if so, has there been a period of consolidation and accumulation? Um, if so, does the, uh, does that, how does that accumulation volume wise compare to the float? So these are all things that I'm kind of quickly assessing as I, you know, take a look at tickers or stocks are being called out in the chat. Step number five, assess the intraday current demand. So is there consistent buying interest in this stock? Does it meet the 100,000 volume per minute rule that we generally like to see? And if not, given the price, what is the potential for float rotation given the current volume trend and of course the float? Um, step number six, so at the end, if it's, if the sentiment is bullish, um, you need to evaluate the chart for any buying opportunities, also known as entry points. So uh, is it flagging uh, potential to buy from the breakout of consolidation? Um, if you were watching uh, it out of the open, evaluate the first two you know, to three one-minute candles if price action dips for an opening range breaks. Uh, these are all things that I'm looking at. So after I go through my checklist in my head, after I kind of determine the potential for, for continuation um, or the potential for resistance, perhaps I see a very, very significant moving average on the daily chart. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? There's only about 15 cents between the current price and that moving average. And there's quite a bit of downside. So at this point, I'm going to wait on the test of that moving average. And if you know, we see significant resistance, perhaps I'm going to consider a short position. So again, guys, these are just kind of some of the things that I quickly look at when determining um, if I'm going to be trading a stock on a momentum basis. So anyways, guys, I appreciate you being here. I hope you enjoyed the video. I hope you found it educational. Uh, be on the lookout for more of these. I'm going to be releasing educational videos uh, once to twice a week um, from here throughout the rest of the year and then some. So I hope you're back and I hope you're able to join us. Again, go to our website, enhancedinvestor.com. Check out our Facebook. Check out our Twitter page. Uh, sign up and subscribe to the YouTube here, guys. Hit that like button if you enjoyed the video. And again, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. And I will see you guys next time. And as always, guys, don't forget to visit enhancedinvestor.com. Sign up for your four-week trial. Join us in live chat where we cover anything from swing trading, futures, forex, long-term investing, momentum trading, and more. Hope to see you there.